Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. New York's coronavirus picture continues to brighten as it reached its lowest hospitalization levels mid-March, even as more regions of the state enter new phases of reopening, and we have passed a critical two-week window after which many of the large-scale protests across the state have occurred. However, New York's improvement stands in stark contrast to many of the other states across the country, which have begun to see significant increases in COVID cases, as well as increased hospitalizations in many of those states. In fact, the U.S. had the highest daily total of new cases this week. In response, Governor Cuomo announced this week that persons coming to New York from nine states including Arizona, the Carolinas, Florida, and Texas, would be required to quarantine for 14 days, and that this would be enforced with random checks. This has prompted questions from patients and physicians. What happens if a patient subject to the quarantine requirement after coming back from one of these states needs medical attention? Certainly, this should not prevent patients from receiving emergency care. What about routine medical appointments or even urgent care? We have posed this question to the New York State Department of Health and are awaiting their response. This week also saw primary elections across the state. While many of the races are still being counted, there appear to be several incumbents both in the state legislature and Congress that were defeated in the primaries. We have seen enormous change in our Senate Assembly over the last few years, and it appears that we will again see that when the new legislature convenes in all being On the policy front, I want to reiterate some positive developments regarding telehealth. Last week, the governor signed into law legislation supported by MISNI that would require Medicaid and the Child Health Insurance Program to continue to cover audio-only telehealth services. New York Department of Health had required Medicaid coverage back in March of patient treatment over the phone from their physician to address concerns about the technological limitations faced by many patients. But given the way the statute is or was written, it would have ended this coverage when the state emergency ends. This new law will ensure ongoing coverage for audio-only telehealth services. We have urged the New York Department of Financial Services to also require this of commercial health insurance plans, which have been required to cover audio-only services since mid-March. Last week, the New York DFS required for an additional three months until September that patients do not need to face cost-sharing responsibilities such as co-pays or co-insurance for health services they receive from their physicians by telehealth. Disney also continues to work with various specialty medical societies in support of the DFS keeping its expanded coverage for telehealth services, such as audio-only coverage, continued use of simple modalities for telehealth, such as FaceTime, as well as requiring parity and payment between telehealth and in-person services. Please let MISNI know if you are seeing examples where insurers are moving away from expanded telehealth coverage roles so we can have them investigated. MISNI President Dr. Bonnie Litvak also highlighted or continued to highlight the need for availability and affordability of personal protective equipment for physician practices and how it has negatively impacted the number of patients physicians can see as their practices attempt to begin to see a regular flow of patients. She and Westchester County Medical Society President Dr. Dan Gold were featured in our national article about the difficulties of getting affordable PPE. Last week, Dr. Litvak testified at a New York State Assembly hearing discussing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on small businesses, including community physician practices. 
In addition to highlighting the devastating financial impact on patient access to care and jobs in communities across the state, she also discussed the challenges of obtaining PPE due to the fact that many vendors only want to sell to government and large institutions or are selling at shockingly increased prices. She articulated a number of solutions, including a required add-on payment from insurers to address the high costs of PPE. She also urged additional federal relief, for which Misney continues to work with the AMA and state and specialty societies in support of enhanced stimulus funding. Last week, Misney joined with several other Northeastern state medical associations in a letter to our respective congressional delegations in support of a number of needed reforms, including a continuation of expanded telehealth coverage rules by Medicare and ERISA plans, fair distribution of HHS provider relief fund so that it will prioritize hard-hit community physician practices, and hazard pay and or student loan relief for frontline physicians, residents, and medical students. On the educational front, please join MISNI this Monday, June 29th at 7.30 a.m. for our next Medical Matters program, questions and answers surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic, which includes as its faculty physicians from the New York State Department of Health, as well as MISNI's Infectious Disease Committee. The expert panel will discuss frequently asked questions surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic and examine the dynamic circumstances encompassing COVID-19. The program will also be recorded and placed on MISNI's CME site. I know I'm beginning to sound like a broken record, but just another reminder that at this site, cme.misni.org, you can also find the required three-hour pain management course, which physicians must complete by October 1st. And at this site, cme.misni.org, you can also find other great programming, such as Mental Health and COVID-19 for Health Professionals, and a series of programs looking at veterans' health issues. We will resume our weekly podcasts after the Independence Day weekend. And on behalf of all of our MISNI staff, we hope you have a happy and safe July 4th. Thank you.